Welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you build a productive, profitable wedding or event business. Here's your host, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. It's Angela Profit, your event and productivity therapist, coming to you from the heart of Music City in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Weddings Unveiled, professional tips and secrets on wedding planning and event design, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the event industry, what we have learned from them, and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the hospitality industry. Today, I'm joined by the best communications and event consultant in the business, Allison Burry. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I'm so excited to share some of our past experiences together. We've definitely been through some unique situations over the years. What are we discussing today? Today, we are talking about working with vendors that are unfamiliar with your process and communicating with them prior to the wedding day. Well, tell us the story. What happened? Well, at this wedding, a lot happened. Um, Hope you have a few minutes to listen to all the stuff we learned from that event. But I will say, I mean, just to start off this wedding, the bride was kind of in the industry of photography. And, you know, vendors that work in the wedding industry, they think they know what planners do or they think what other people do. And, you know, assuming things is never a good thing. And so I could tell just by through the planning process, um, you know, she really didn't understand the value that a planner could bring to the table. And so by the time we got even involved, she had already had all of her vendors in place. And many of them were friends slash family members, which some of them did work in the industry. And that was fine. However, when... You don't set boundaries with friends or family who are working slash drinking slash eating, being a guest at your wedding. It poses a lot of problems, which is one of the things that happened at this event. And so the setup was just crazy because getting people to do the things they say they're going to do with friends and family really didn't happen. And they supplied a lot of the stuff themselves, which again is fine, but you've got to have the labor to appropriately set things up, move them around, break it down, um, which was not the case at all. And so the first major hiccup was when the catering company, which she worked for them part-time, they were supposed to bring all the chafing dishes and a lot of the serving spoons and tongs and you know it had to be there at a certain time in order for the person that was bringing the food to keep it hot and the caterer was only like the where she worked they were all coming as guests so they were only supplying some things that the caterer who was providing the food didn't have to save money on rentals and so I had to send one of my team members like on a two-hour goose chase to go pick these things up because her friends said that they couldn't bring the catering dishes out there until later, that they just thought that they would bring them when they came to the wedding. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. We have to prepare and set up. 
So that was the first problem. Even though we had, I believe, called and emailed to confirm what time they would have the chafing dishes there. So even though we did our part, they didn't do their part. So again, having to fix that first snafu. And then she hired her friend who owned a sound system who was in the music industry and we're in Nashville. And so there's a lot of singer-songwriters. and There's a lot of people that own sound systems. And there's a lot of people that sing in studios, but they don't use their sound equipment outdoors. And they are not familiar with plugging their sound system into a different type of plug. Like you don't know how many amps or watts or whatever you call it, you know, can be pulled out of that electricity stream when you're outside in a field in the middle of nowhere. Like there was hardly any electricity out there. And so when the ceremony started, there was an issue with the sound. The microphones weren't, weren't working. The music that was supposed to be recorded was not working. The guys set it up and they sound checked and it seemed to work okay. Um, but when it was time to work, it didn't work. Again, completely out of our control. Um, but what was really the catch 22 with the sound system was that after the ceremony, the friend was going to move the sound system over to the reception area, which you just walk down the hill and that's where the really pretty dinner area was. Thank God the weather was perfect, but it was still hot as hell. Um, and since something was wrong with the sound system, he was going to move the sound system down the hill so that the band MC could announce them in and do their special dances, and then we were going to do the toast. Well, the band didn't bring a sound system because they were pretty much acoustic and they were only going to play during dinner. And then they wanted to plug in a playlist that their friend, again, this friend was responsible for all of these things. And so we did have a conversation with him and he's like, I'm fine. I've got it. I'm like, are you sure you don't need us? to rent anything and he's like nope I'm all good I've got the adapters well no he wasn't good so because the sound system didn't work and they were trying to get it all hooked up in the background my team was moving the timeline around saying okay let's have everyone go eat and we'll that'll give him time to mess with the system and then we'll do the toast and the dances and all of that a little bit later so you know, weddings aren't always perfect. The timelines aren't always perfect. We just kind of go with the flow and then we communicate it to everybody. And we had told the photographer and the videographer slash cinematographer, like, this is the new plan. We're going to move things back. I know you guys are probably hungry. Like it's set on the timeline. The vendors were going to eat at this time, but hang out because as soon as the sound system is fixed, she wants to roll with it and like move forward with the dances and the toasts and cutting the cake and all of that. So they were told and the sound system gets fixed, and then the bride's excited, and we're ready to move. And all of a sudden, like, the girls look around, and there's no photographer, no videographer, like, for their dance, for their first dance. And she changed dresses multiple times throughout the night. She was a pageant girl, and so she loved clothes and dresses, and she was precious, but you know, she wanted to wear a certain dress for this and a certain dress for that dance and a certain dress for this and then change back. I mean, literally, it was four or five times, yeah, I think. It was, well, she only had two dresses, but she was going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth between the two. And her wedding dress was a gown 
Like you had to lace her up in it. I mean, it was not like an unzip slip out of it, slip back in, easy process. So, and, um, and then the other issue was the bathrooms there. They weren't huge and there was only one place for her to change, which was in the restroom that all the guests were using. So we had to leave her dress hung up in the guest restroom, which was just kind of gross. And in my opinion, I thought it was a little weird <laughs> for them to walk in and have like the wedding dress hanging on one of the stalls. So it was just a very interesting situation with the dresses. And so because they had started their first dance, which was a choreographed, really nice dance, and then the girls look out and there's no photo video, so then having to go back and tell them, hey, you're going to have to change again and recreate this because they missed it. Even though we asked them to stay out here, they were back in the vendor area eating food. And so again, you know, all this falls on us, which they were not regular team members that we work with anyway. Um, again, she had hired most of all of her vendors before we got started. The other thing was her grandma had all these amazing dessert recipes and they were amazing and they were beautiful and they had a big family day where they all cooked pies and, you know, it was really, really sweet, but no one ever thought about where were they going to store all this stuff when it's really hot outside. A hundred plus degrees outside and there was not a single tree or a single, there was no shade. I mean, we were in the dead 100% sun all day and when they dropped off those desserts, like they all apparently got the wrong drop-off time or what, but they came really early and there was nowhere to store any of those desserts that was not in the sun that was going to melt them. So, <laughs> so we, um, in the bathroom, that was the guest bathroom. It was the only place that had air condition. And so we cleaned off everything on the top because the bathrooms were actually pretty big and we had to store the pies on the countertops of the women and men's restroom in the air condition until we could put them out. So, I mean, it's not like we were like, you know, set them all over the floor or anything, but it's just when people don't follow the rules and they don't follow the timeline, like there is a reason for everything. And they had already like unloaded all the pies. It's not like we were going to say, put them back in your minivan and bring them back in three hours. Um, because they needed to go take a shower. They were guests of the wedding. Then, when we were setting up a lot of their props, we had this big U-Haul, another U-Haul situation. <laughs> and she she actually was really proactive in making sure the stickers were off things, things were clean. She even went so far as to filling up the oil lanterns with oil. And one fell over. Which would have normally been great that she went ahead and did that because that takes a little while. But when it fell over and they were all in like cardboard boxes and there's no lids to those, the oil spilled out uh, at when the U-Haul was driving and was soaked up by everything. I mean, anything that was near it had oil all over it. And if you know anything about oil, it's not an easy thing to clean up. I mean, you can't get it off with water. And so it was a mess. And that was another thing that we had to deal with for a long time. And it ruined a lot of stuff just because oil it got soaked into some fabric and different wood things. And there were a lot of oil marks on everything. <laughs> and then there were other little things here and there. But those are some of the big things that we were learning more and more. Like, oh, we shouldn't do this. And, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Um, but to top off the night, we had fireworks planned, which... 
We got approved, but the venue, it was a brand new venue. We were in the middle of nowhere in a field, and they said, it's fine. You just can't be on our property. So basically, the company that we worked with went out and scouted out a site, and we just trusted him because we've worked with him before. And apparently, where he set up and the fireworks went off was highly unsafe. It was way too close to the guest. It was on their property. The next day, they sent me pictures saying that our client's fireworks burned their grass, and they tried to charge her for, like, reseeding their grass or something like that, which I ended up just haggling with them just to say, which it's funny because she pulled up pictures before her wedding day, and she's like, that grass was dead before my wedding. Like, I am not paying for that. And... You know, the, these venues, like, try to pull one over on somebody to, I don't know what they were trying to do. But it's like, that's how we had to end the night. Again, another fireworks situation of, like, cleaning up. And, oh, my gosh, like, why did you not go across the street like we discussed? So, again, it, you know, always comes back on us. And then so everyone's loading out at the end of the night. The lighting company gets there. They're breaking down the lights. And as they're breaking down the lights... We're all realizing that there's no lights that out there the at only all. Lights that we had. Yeah. Luckily, the lighting company we work with, we work with every single weekend, and those guys mm-hmm. are like friends and siblings to us, and they were sweet enough to stay there and wait for us to load out because we had so much stuff. I mean, that bre- the U-Haul was packed. I mean, we had so much stuff. So we ended up, we had to drive our cars up into the field and turn on, just leave our cars running and turn our headlights on bright. So we had a little bit of light and the sweet guys just pointed all the uplights they could towards us and did what they could while we were loading out so we could use some of their light. But then they ended up, I mean, they had to leave. They still had to go unload the whole truck back at the warehouse. And so we just used our cars and it was so awful. And I wish we would have thought about something to, that there was no light. I mean, there was nothing above us. There was one light on a building nearby, but it was like an emergency light and that wasn't going to do anything. And we're loading out and we have this giant china cabinet that the bride had brought from her house. And I mean, it was ginormous. I mean, it weighed at least a hundred pounds. And the only way we could carry it was to put it on our cart and like push it across the grass. And this grass is not level. I mean, there's little potholes. And so it's like wobbling down the grass and we're trying to push this hundred pound cart. We're so tired, you know, after you've been in the sun all day. And we, I was standing behind it trying to like balance it. And one of our girls was pulling it and it fell into a pothole. Like one of the wheels fell back and the whole China cabinet flies up off the top of the cart and it nails me in my shins I will never forget it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced and my shins turned black and blue for about a month and it was just crazy things that happened and then the sweet lighting guys thank god they were there thank god that they stayed because we could not get the china cabinet into the truck and so they helped us and they were like it's okay we got it and so they let I mean they're so sweet we we took them I think we took them out to dinner or sent them a gift card or something they definitely deserved it but um, that was a very interesting experience, and I wish we would have thought about the lighting <laughs> a little bit more. But what was your biggest takeaway from everything that happened that day? Well, the biggest takeaway was we probably shouldn't have taken the wedding in the first place because Definitely. there were a bunch of people that we were not at all familiar with. And I can handle a few, but everybody. I mean, thank God we had our lighting people there. Oh, like, they saved the day. Yeah, I mean, they were really the only ones we were familiar with. And, 
you know, vendors wonder all the time, like, why do you work with the same people over and over? And I'm like, well, they understand the expectation and I'm not like potty training people, which is what it ends up being half the time. So, um, you know, my biggest takeaway is like sunscreen. Like, I mean, it was so hot and I think everyone got sunburned big time. Um, you know, having a lot of water for outdoor weddings and just giving people a heads up and also like having people work in shifts, which it's really hard to do that because, you know, when some people show up and they're working in the afternoon, they don't know what's going on. And so things can get lost in translation. But for something like that, when it's a really, really hot, long outdoor wedding day, um, you know, making sure that enough people are there to help because it's just completely, completely, completely exhausting. The other thing is I don't um, allow friends to use their sound systems anymore. We hire a professional like that is not up for discussion. And then I do wish that with the fireworks company that we had gone with them to specifically discuss about where were they going to be shooting off the fireworks so we didn't have to get in an argument about their grass. So we actually learned a lot from that event. And it seems like we learned the most from the events that we should have said no in the first place. Um, But we love these girls and we love our clients and we want to help them. But the bottom line is like from a business perspective and a revenue perspective, like you can't help everybody. You're not for everybody. And so I am constantly reminded of that even after being in the industry, as long as I've been in the industry you have to make sure that you're pre-qualifying your clients and working with the right people. Great. Well, Angela, can you share with our listeners some of the different products and resources you have available to help wedding and event planners? Absolutely. You can visit the blog on the website, and there's lots of great articles and resources available there, which it's angelaprofit.com. You can sign up for tips and resources and be part of our email list. We'll send you all kinds of juicy details. We do webinars and live events, so watch social media for more about that. Awesome. Well, Angela, thank you so much for sharing your valuable advice with us today. I can't wait for next week to tell more of our incredible experiences together. And thank you, Allison, so much for joining me. And thank you so much to our listeners for joining us today on Weddings Unveiled, Professional Tips and Secrets on Wedding Planning and Event Design. Tune in next week to learn more from our past experiences. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with other wedding and event professionals. Be sure to subscribe today so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Weddings Unveiled. I'm so passionate about helping other event professionals, and with my background in psychology, I appreciate that our best selves develop from real-life situations. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for more tips on how to grow your business. And if you have a question or an unresolved issue that you want guidance on, connect with us on angelaprofit.com. For more valuable resources, again, visit the website. And until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Weddings Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time for more insights to help you build a productive, profitable wedding or event business. For more great resources, head over to angelaprofit.com.